You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 After Show. You can see me rolling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz After Show for Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, Season 2, Episode 5. Five, whatever it takes. I am your host, Tiana Hobson, and with me as always is, and we also have good old Steve here today. My bad, Jason. I unmuted myself and not you. <laughs> oh, I know. I didn't hear myself. Jason Eichler, here I am. Everybody listen. <laughs> <laughs> and Steven's here. And then tonight we have two very special guests, I guess you could say. Joining us for the rest of the season on our panel is the lovely Annika. Hi. And tonight we have a very special guest. We've got Eve Gordon in the house, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Connie Colburn. Yeah, or Connie, if you... You can call me Eve. Okay. Eve. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she prefers Eve. So that's, that's what we'll name. go with. <laughs> we'll go with that. So tonight's episode was great, and Eve, of course, was a part of it. So we're very happy to have her in studio with us tonight. Happy kinda, to be here. Thank you. And, you know, kind of give us a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff that's going down on the show. So um, I know that... We all had some questions for you. I think Annika had a yes. good one. I'm um, just wondering, how was the casting process for this? I mean, we usually see you like via Skype. Did you audition via Skype? or <laughs> No, actually, um, the Skype phenomena on the show is actually my own idea. Um, oh. The audition was supposed to be just talking heads. Uh, the parents, I don't know if you saw the pilot, but the parents are screaming mm-hmm. excited things. Um, and so we were supposed to do it like that. And when I got to the audition... Um, to my surprise, it doesn't usually happen like this. There were a billion people there. There wow. were literally a billion. <laughs> there were about there were about twenty five women who looked exactly like me because everybody had to look like Dreama, mm-hmm. blonde, blue eyed, and I was like, "Oh, I'm actually going to have to be creative and stand out a little bit instead of just do a decent job." And so I, uh, the thing I do, the thing I kind of, I don't know how you, I explain this, but I have to go someplace and just sort of daydream a little bit until something inspires me. And then I thought, you know, it would be fun if I would, my daughter, my 19 year old Tessa Skypes with, with a lot of her friends who live, who, who do go to college in other places. And, and I always think that's so amazing. (laughs) So I thought, well, what if I learned how to Skype because I can't bear to be away from my daughter. And then I thought the Skype phenomenon, because I have, tried to say hi to some of my daughter's friends I don't know where to look and I scream and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that so I thought there's comedy hey to be made there so I 
uh, decided to do it like that, and I got a few ideas, and I tried to stay loose. And I'm walking in, and um, I said to the casting director, would it be okay if I do it as if I'm Skyping? And she was like, well, ask them. So I walk in, and I ask them, and they, they fortunately, Nanachka Khan and David Hemmingson are yeah. just the most creative fun they love new ideas to be thrown at them all the time so they go try it so i tried it and i was screaming and they were <laughs> really really happy and uh then they said now I'll do it once like as if it wasn't skyping and so yeah. i did it completely different and like started crying and stuff oh. which is but i mean the character was crying yeah. Yeah. right it, it was funny so that was it i got that and and right before i went in um I, I was looking around at the guys, and I saw this one guy who I've known for 30 years. He's a guy, an actor, Peter McKenzie, who plays my husband on the show. Yeah. And he was there to, to read for the husband. And I said, Peter, you know? And I said, let's read this together, side by side. I just want to feel what it would be like, because I want to get the in my bones, how, sorry, what in my bones what it would be like. So we read it together just in the in the hallway, and I thought, yeah, we'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, we there did. you go. That's awesome. And okay, really so good. obviously this character is completely different from other things you've played. And yeah. just to go down the list, Scandal, <laughs> Mad Men, Glee, Heart of Dixie, American Horror Story, NCIS. You've been on everything. And that's just this year. <laughs> yeah, that's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just current what we've seen this year. So how do you approach each character differently um, with so many different ones? Well, it's funny. I, I, I'm a believer. Everybody has different, I suppose, philosophies on acting. And I believe that uh, I like to like to believe I have all these different people inside me and they just are me and then they come out I am the the vessel of it and it's not going to be all that different I do as much I love to take physical or or emotional or vocal or whatever tricks to to change a little bit if it's required but what I really want to do is do the part the most completely as I could if it was me if I was in this world like like a newsroom where I played a right-wing sort of yeah. person and I'm I'm not I have friends who are right wing and who believe very passionately in, in the things I was saying on that show so I just remembered how they really really meant it how they felt I believed it so it got to where I really really argued my point and it's still all through me it's just it's it's really the writing I think we were chatting a little bit before all this and yeah. I was saying that I think acting is also writing you're you're helping the story by exploring it further and you're helping the writer achieve what they are dreaming of and you try to become it and let it fly yeah that's not very specific <laughs> no that makes heart yeah. of dixie was, heart of dixie was all about hair and makeup you just sit in that chair and you're like what <laughs> they do the things and the costumes and the hat and uh oh amazing and then i'm i do plays right now i'm, I'm doing a play Connie Colburn and the play i'm doing right now you can't take it with you at the Antius theater company <laughs> um, check it out are are the closest to me I've ever played. Connie is is pretty close to me. I'm not... They don't have much of it in the show anymore, but it used to be a pretty sort of right-wing, religious, mm-hmm. almost Tea Party kind of woman. Yeah, and okay. they don't really have that anymore. And they have me just really being kind of regular, which frightened me when they started writing <laughs> it like that. Because I thought, I knew how to play a caricature, but right. what are you doing? You're making me reasonable and chat with James. And it was sort of shocking. But I just thought, just do it she's just overly enthusiastic about everything she's got the one-liners too we always say it's like comic relief within the comedy when you're on there on skype and we'll just like it, it, she'll be talking and then she'll just say something a little bit out there and it's really always yes. hilarious yeah they they um it's such a 
well-written show, and they've got so much. They're just bursting with brilliance, these writers, Mm -hmm. and they have to end up cutting down some of the wonderful things we come up with or that they come up with, and I'm sorry you can't see everything. There was some ad-libs that happened that were really funny that didn't make it into into this episode, like when James is racing away, when when um, June is jealous that I'm talking to James, mm-hmm. um, he grabs the computer and starts to walk away to get her away from him. <laughs> and then he says, and I remember when we, when we did it, he just ad-libbed, the gods hate me. And, <laughs> and then I ad-libbed, the gods don't hate you, James, and there's only one god. <laughs> and none of that made it quite in, but yeah. we had a lot of fun. And then they made me do it as a wild line because they go, we're using that as a radio promo. They really <laughs> like that. But then I think they went away from the religious aspect a little bit, although I'm ha- happy we kept with the brownies that I, my church group made. Yeah. yeah. Made with love. love. I was so going to ask you how much of... Um, when you guys are shooting, how much of it, just in general, is sort of you guys just kind of having fun and ad-libbing, and how much is actually like the we, scripted stuff? They, it's they're uh, the the bursting with brilliance thing. I'm not lying. <laughs> they they come up with what we call alts, which I, I suppose everybody show every show does. They hand me a piece of paper, and there's ten funny lines, and we try all of them. And okay. so you don't have any time to come up with some brilliant way of doing them. You just learn them, and you put it down, and you go. Blah 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 blah, and then people are cracking up, and they go, "That was the funny one," and so on. And then, yeah, you—if they keep the camera rolling, you just throw in one more thing, like James and I did. You, you throw things in, and if they like it, they think about whether they want to keep it and whether they want to polish a little bit. Gosh, I love the way they—they um, they think. When we just recently filmed a scene with with June back when she was 13 years old and they had me and Peter as the parents standing in the doorway and scolding her about something and then we were all coming up with funny things to say back and forth and the one they ended up with was the one they wrote and it was the simplest and the least trying hard to be funny and it was the funniest they always will beat us at the (laughs) ad-libs but yeah they they it's such a free atmosphere and if you think of something funny they're they're thrilled to try it they're yeah, well, you right. almost like get that when you're watching it too. Like you can tell people are having fun on the set. Oh the my show. god, yes, yeah. so much fun. And that show in particular is filled with. I know I'm a, a bit of a um, theater geek and a theater snob and a theater nerd, but they're all they all started with theater. I mean, James started in Les Mis was his original. He's a theater actor, and um, Kristen was doing a play off Broadway so we had to delay our start of our show I think that's oh. why but anyway she did a show <laughs> in New York and um, Dreama does theater and these are these are serious acts Peter has a big improv background does does a lot of, is, was in a play last week too and I'm in a play at, like we there's something about being actors you know we're really actors and then we believe in the craft and then it shows in the best possible way it does yeah. I'm always blown away by what what those three leads do every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lines are hysterical on paper, but then they make them work. Yeah. 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 And that's what, I, that's what I was going to ask you something about. Um, I know that when you do table reads for comedy, it, it has a rhythm to it. It's usually like line, line, hit, line, line, hit, hit, or something like that. <laughs> like people are very picky about how you do the table read, especially for comedy. So do you ad-lib at all during the table reads, but is, or is that mostly only on set? Do you Absolutely throw... not. We try to serve the writer these there's always you know staff writers and there's Anachka and David Hemmingson who oversee everything and then there's you know a dozen great staff writers who have written their precious episode this week and they're hoping these lines will work 
And you want to serve, first of all, ABC always has all the top brass coming to the table reads. They're really into the show. It's it's a hysterically funny show. I hope the ratings find it yeah. because everybody knows how good it is. And so everybody comes because they want to be entertained and they watch the show. And if you mess around at the table reading, it won't be as good. You you know it won't be as good as what they came up with. So you just serve it. You, you knock it out of the park. I went to the first table read of Ray Ford, who plays Luther. And after that, and he was just a guest star for just that one day. And I walked over to him afterwards and I said, you just got yourself a regular contract. Because he opened his mouth and it was like home run. He just brought so much. On the paper, there's not as much there as there is what Ray Ford does. So it was... um, it was thrilling. You can really, you can lose a part at the, at the table read, too. Um, I've heard stories of people being frazzled and rushing to the table read against their own um, better instincts, and they aren't dressed right, but they couldn't or whatever, and then they get fired by some short-sighted executive who can't see that that person in the nurse's uniform from another set is actually the sexy broad in this one or whatever. Um, certainly, at our original table reads, when it was in pilot situation the girls came to every table read like i mean i'm a straight middle-aged married woman i was like mm-hmm. couldn't take my eyes off <laughs> <laughs> like awesome. i've never seen anything as beautiful in person as those two women they are they're beautiful but they <laughs> they just yeah. sizzle Oh, you should see them in real life. That's amazing. Yeah. We'd we love want. to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Come, yeah. On. Come on our show. Yeah, we'd love yeah. to Just see you in real life. See yeah. the show, too, because there they are. You yeah. Know, living color. All right. Well, I want to get into this episode for yeah. tonight. But yeah. first, um, I just want to tell everyone, I know that holiday shopping's coming up. And if you want to do us all here at AfterBuzz a huge favor and go on to AfterBuzzTV.com. And if you click on the Amazon banner up there and do your holiday shopping through that. We get a little bit of the kickback and it helps us keep the lights on here and helps us, you know. And it doesn't cost any extra to yeah, do Yeah, it doesn't that cost way? any extra for Good you. To know. It just kind of <laughs> just kind of helps us out um, to keep but everything. We didn't tell her to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, give us a plug. So yeah, if you, everyone, when you have a chance, if you're doing holiday shopping, make sure you go and do it through AfterBuzz TV. And next week we talk about all of, where our wish lists on Amazon can be found. So, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom. I've already emailed mine. <laughs> okay, so this week is a great episode. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, Connie and James and the whole Dancing with the Stars storyline <laughs> that we have going on. Because, first of all, it's just awesome that you know James is such a pal in kind of going in with this whole Dancing with the Stars. And you can tell that his character really wants to take it seriously yeah. and use oh, this to kind of win and get back. He's desperate, it, which I love. He's he's the worst kind of celeb. It's everything wrong with... It, it, this is my opinion. <laughs> that it's... He's not a true artist. He wants to be famous. He wants his career to go up. Like, when he's stretching and the door knocks and he goes, America, I've missed you. You know, just the whole idea that he just wants to be a star and just can't um because he and he doesn't understand why and so he's doing all these crass things um i i love his character it's so different than him i mean he's such a (laughs) grown-up i think he plays it so well though because you just think he's so desperate when you're watching the show you're like oh my god he's gonna go for that and that he plays it for for real and he um he's not 
the least bit concerned with winking or letting you know he's really cool, actually, and he's only playing a part. He doesn't do any of the traps that um, I think it would be very difficult to avoid, and he... He's a real actor, so he's loving this part. It's nothing like him, so it's really a character. Yeah. yeah, It's very hard to play yourself when you're an actor if you're used to doing character work and mm-hmm. figuring out the character and, and, and throwing yourself into it. And if somebody said to me, okay, just play yourself in this, I actually would be like, uh, give me something different. James isn't really playing himself. He's playing a guy named James Vanderbeek. <laughs> it's funny, though. Yeah. So when you and James are starting out in the story arc, you're talking via Skype and one of the things that I thought was the most funny is when you're like we got smartphones <laughs> it reminds me of my mom when my parents got smartphones and it was literally the same kind of thing like we can do this on there yeah. and I think it's just so accurate I love what they yeah. have him say Peter they have Peter say um, it's 37 degrees and flurries where you are like yeah. informing somebody else yeah. instead of telling us like the anything where you are. and so she's like great so glad to hear it <laughs> yeah it's interesting that we go from being you know, we're about to lose her. We're, she's about to separate. She's trying to grow up. She's trying mm-hmm. to separate. And and we're trying to hang on. And then James comes on and bye-bye, honey. Yeah. <laughs> on to James. And I actually <laughs> love that, the <laughs> advice that she told you in the beginning, like, we don't need to talk every day, Mom, you know? Yeah. And then you tell her that in the end. It's like, <laughs> hey, sweetie, we don't need to talk right. every day. That was great. There was another little line that got cut out that I, I liked. If it was, It's hard to play it, but... um. When James says, uh, and I say your only real competition is Dean Kane, and he says, that's seven Supermans ago. My next line was, still. And I, <laughs> I, I like that, but um, it, it's so small. It's kind of hard. But I liked how slavish I was toward him, and then, yeah, but it's Dean Kane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be serious. It's like that Midwestern <laughs> honesty. Like, I want to tell it like it is. Yeah. yeah. And... If I'm going to be, you know, throwing over my daughter for you, well, I'm going to throw you over for Dean Kane, and then I throw right. Dean Kane over <laughs> for, for the Jim. next one up there. So James finds out that his partner is like the worst partner ever, who has never won before at all. And then here's good old mom, Mama Connie. That's what I'm. Gonna, that's what I'm going to call her from now on, Mama Connie, because she's like the mom to everyone. She's become like a mom to mother figure. Yeah, mother figure to James, who clearly just it's kind of. I need to be needed. Yeah, I have value and if if June doesn't need it well someone else does it's gonna get passed on to the next one yeah I have and I love how savvy I am I know about her indie film she's trying to finance Mm -hmm. I'm here in Indiana yeah saying you know okay she's trying to finance an indie film so you what you need to do is da 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 you know it was just and he's like he needs my help and it's it's amusing to me that this midwestern mom is plugged in well it's kind of funny too just because that character versus June where your character is so savvy and we're going to do this, this, and this to get to here. And June's kind of like, I'm just going to be really nice and <laughs> try, to, try to get up the right way. So I think that's funny to see that that's where June came from. Well, there's some stuff coming up in future episodes where she idealizes, she she takes our lessons and she's so pure and Abraham Lincoln-esque about all this. And we're like, yeah, anyway, get real. <laughs> we're we're a little more realistic than she is. In coming up episodes, you'll see, we it, there's some funny stuff. That's exciting. Yeah. We got the scene on the TV there for a second with the Skype call. Oh, oh. oh really? And there's the terrible, terrible the terrible coach. Oh, Played by that. Missy Pyle, who's just brilliant. Yeah, she was brilliant. Oh, there it, it is. Like, oh, there she is. <laughs> and we're back. And I love how, you know, it has become where 
James, if he has an issue, he just calls you. Yes. <laughs> like, he doesn't yes. go to his manager or his agent. No. He calls Connie and that yes. is who he goes to James for his mom. advice. And, and I think great. it's, we don't actually ever talk about it on the set or the among the writers. Oh. It just happens and we all are just happy it's happening and we just do it. But I, I get the feeling it's, it's, you know, everybody needs a mom. And if only sure. everybody's mom was mm-hmm. savvy. I'm just a little pushy when it comes to June. <laughs> yeah, when you, with your own kid, yeah. your own kid. It's different. Every, my kid's friends like me a little bit more than my real kids do. <laughs> I feel like that's with everybody. Honey, I don't mean it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because this is one of the first times we've seen your character not via Skype in this episode when she's on the I phone in the kitchen. I'm yeah. like, wait, that's, she's she talking. She out from behind the... Well, yeah, the whole... Um, and when we Skype, we actually really Skype. They set up a Skype oh. at Fox Studios, and they build me a little Indiana kitchen set a few feet away, and I, and I have my little things behind me. And um, then they actually Skype, and, and Fox doesn't get really good Wi-Fi, and <laughs> it often breaks down, and we have to wait, and they reboot, and we go, sorry, guys. It's just the way it is. Um, but it's tricky because you're really, really looking at someone and and I have to turn off the sound because I, I start talking and then I hear myself a second later and I go, guys, I, I, I turn off my sound. I, I'm yeah. going out of my mind um, <laughs> because we're really doing... And then you have to train yourself not to look where you really want to look, which is at their face, because then right. you're only going to see my forehead on TV. So I have to look artificially up. Uh, it's very strange. <laughs> it's it's not my it's not my uh, strong point. It comes across real when you yeah, watch it. Yeah. Thank so, you. So many things That's to good. think about via the Skype call that looks great on television. Excellent. I did a, another Skype thing. I did an episode of uh, Necessary Roughness recently where okay. uh, I was skyping with my son, kind of thing. That was different though. It was um, they didn't really Skype. They filmed it and green screened it in okay. or something. Was that your idea, too, to use the Skype on that? No. <laughs> that's like your go-to. <laughs> I've got a brilliant that's, idea. That's so last year. <laughs> I'm going to Skype that. <laughs> I'm going to do a hologram next year on the next show. There you go. That's really good. I just spit my water out. Every uh, Sorry. That's a real good look on you, Jason. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Thank you. Steven's always there oh. with, with the sound effects. <laughs> so basically, the storyline wraps itself up with James and Connie plotting to finance um anna's angie Angie's, beckoncourt yeah, or whatever her name angie is um, her eskimo film so that she can leave and he can get a better he can get a better um partner because yes. your partner is crucial it is yeah. crucial on that show <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like my mom diehard she's just like connie's character where she's like oh no like that's not a good person for them to be teamed yeah. up with so yeah. well there's the, mo- the, the moms know the this. mom in the midwest always has the opinion that it's sort of annoying mm-hmm. but it's you gotta listen because she you knows know. what she's talking about <laughs> yeah so i'll just funny. tell you something funny uh, there's an episode that already aired so i can tell you this but there's this sex tape so you saw the sex tape one yeah. yeah okay good i'm not losing my mind um so in this i had this monologue and nanachka khan who's hysterically funny and she's the showrunner and she's standing near me while i'm doing my monologue to james about um, the sex tape and Colin Farrell had a was a sexy beast. Just make sure you're a sexy beast. <laughs> and then Anashka said to me, um, okay. she goes, let's do another take. And then she comes over to me and she hands me an apple off my Indiana set. She just hands me an apple and she goes, bite the apple at the end of your at the end of your monologue. 
you know, that's the, you know, she just thinks of that. So I go, great, great. And they go, and action. So I go, da 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 just make sure you're a sexy beast. And it's rubber. Oh, my God. I was like, Oh, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I think the gag reel for that show. I mean, I, I visited today. I was just dropping by to say hi. And Ch- Charo, I hope it's not a secret or anything. But Charo's doing an episode. And she's just so amazing. And she's there on this huge, gorgeous set they've made. And the tape is rolling. And she's talking to them. And, and she, they have playback while she plays this amazing, like, I don't know what you'd call it, but flamenco guitar or something. Yeah. So she's playing, yeah. and then she goes, let's do it again. I want to match the fingers to the playback again. Uh. And they go, okay. And then she goes, I have very fast fingers. <laughs> and then I heard them say, still rolling. And I walked over to the producer, and I said, you, you know, like fit, when they could listen like 10 minutes right. later, I go, you guys were rolling when she said that. I have very fast fingers. That's I said, you've said. got... <laughs> yeah. I said, yes. you have to keep that for some kind of promo moment, you know, because she's, she's so amazing. So into it, yeah. yeah. So funny. And that I was think... a very good charo, by the way. That... Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like You her. got into it. <laughs> she was so adorable. You're going to love her on this episode. I think Kristen Ritter tweet, tweeted a picture of her earlier today, and she looks really funny. She she looks funny and <laughs> and adorable. And amazing. I don't know how old she is, but it's like, <coughs> pardon me, now I'm choking. I have popcorn. They give you popcorn. <laughs> Big mistake. Um, but they, uh, she looks amazing. I, I hope I have legs like hers when, when I'm her age. Which I think we all, yeah, <laughs> we all do. I know. Speaking of Charo and the Flamingo, um, real quick, guys, um, if you are... What is with you <laughs> and these know. things you know like what? that? Your transitions are You're never accurate. We Speaking about, of Charo... We were talking about music and the Flamingo and playing the guitar, so I'm going to talk about iTunes, which has music, and our podcast. So if you go onto iTunes and you search for AfterBuzz TV, you can find all of our podcasts that we have. We do so many shows here every week. Um, if you type in at apartment 23 you will find ours and you can go on there you can like subscribe comment tell a friend um, give us five stars and leave a really nice comment and we will give you a shout out on the show as well Um, you can also check us out on youtube and comment there if you want so just tell a friend and keep us keep us going guys all right yeah like seriously it's the it's the season for giving yeah (laughs) so Give us five stars, and we only ha- we have like what fifteen ratings on there. We, yeah. need, we need some comments. We yeah. need some love we're, from we're you averaging guys. Four stars. Comment, love, us, people. Nice. If you guys yeah. are going to YouTube and you're leaving comments on YouTube, mm-hmm. just open up your little iTunes machine and pop that right in. You know, you know the dealio. iTunes machine. I know. Yeah. I'm pretty amazing with my words. Tech savvy. <laughs> What's savvy mean? I don't know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> he, he, and Jason has a master's. Come on, you know what's I know. Sorry. Uh, so back into the story of this week's episode, June and Chloe and their Wall Street mission to get June a job. I think it's hilarious because the way Chloe sees fit to find her a job is to go out drinking, which clearly is the best way to network. Twice now they've had an episode where Chloe drinks too much and it's a serious problem yes i love how they don't mess around they're like it's funny and it's disturbing and twice they've had june had to go to the hospital one yeah. episode oh my God. that's, that's one of my favorite episodes oh. <laughs> so funny <laughs> and and then when she comes back and she's like seriously 
They are laughing. James and Chloe, no conscience. It's very edgy, funny. <laughs> so in this, yeah, Chloe is, you're very worried about her drinking problem. And then they address it. You know, you've got a problem. And then, well, actually, here, take this expired Mexican nasal spray. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's funny as it goes along, too. June starts to be a little bit more manipulative, but then she always feels bad. But Chloe uh-huh. manipulates people and is like, yeah, that, that worked. That was a good idea. And June is like, I'm going to do this. But then, oh, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. They have this. Yeah, the thing I like about the show. No, again, nobody has said this. And I don't know if I'm right. But it seems like they work the word bitch into every episode. I just oh. feel like I've. I feel like it's like the way. Okay, now I'm getting way off. But Gail Collins on the New York Times always writes, used to write articles about Mitt Romney, and she would always mention the dog strapped to the roof of the car in every column. She found a way to fit it in. It was really fun to read her. You'd think, how is she going to fit it in this time? And same with the word bitch on that show. Somebody gets called a bitch at some point in every episode. It's just slipped in there, and I, I, I like it. I like that. I get called a bitch once later. Oh, really fun. What? Wow. I deserve it, you'll see. Oh, I don't I don't, can't imagine what you could do to deserve that. And you'll find see. out who it's yeah. from. Yeah. It in in my defense, I wasn't being a bitch at all. It was an honest mistake. That's all I'll say. Okay. Okay. Spoiler. We'll keep that in mind. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna try to say bitch in every episode here too. Get ready. Just did it. Oh, Come but on, besides that, do. they also do that fun thing where they you see something bizarre at the beginning and they tell you how they got there. Yeah. Like her shaking yeah. vodka, shaking the vodka all over. And then it's Chloe. like flashback, kinda like with the funeral and the And yeah, I love the And I love that wedding episode where it starts with her slapping oh, yeah. and then yeah. you find out how you got there yeah so, so funny chloe of course gets too drunk to see straight and <laughs> what we find out later is martini goggles um <laughs> which i've heard of beer goggles before i've never heard of martini goggles but i guess and then money goggles yeah and then yeah. Money, money goggles, goggles. by the end there's just all these goggles going on a lot of goggles. um but i thought it was great how she meets this guy trey and he's like super stone cold fox and she's yeah. just like ranting me oh my gosh i met this super hot guy and i got you an interview and yeah you're gonna get hired now june like so you can quit your moping around and then june sees him <laughs> at the office and it's just like um yeah oh, that's not, no. not and then when you hear there. the words that the handsome man is saying he says all these, hey, baby. And right. he, I like Monopoly. Shoots <laughs> <laughs> and ladders. And you think, okay, it's not witty, but it's sexy. Then later you realize, no. no. He's just, I love Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and, and Thomas Lennon was so perfect in that role because I love him from... Um, Reno 911. Just every, anytime you see him, you just instantly know that something's going to get really, really funny. It, he was and wonderful. He did yeah. a great job doing that. And I, I liked that last look where they gave him, where she takes off her money goggles and sees him. Oh, yeah. it's even where it's now a big puppet like, mask or something. Yeah. I don't even know what this It's like a Roger Rabbit kind yeah, of like horrendous. face, like, ah, with the eyes bulging out and everything. So oh, don't look at me like I'm crazy, oh, Jason. You saw it. <laughs> I wanted to see you make the face. <laughs> you saw the And I like Bruce Davison's whole look he was doing. He was rocking the, the goatee and the hair. And yeah. uh-huh. I haven't seen him like that. I thought he was great. <laughs> so Western. Yeah. yeah I, know. 
I think Annika said, yeah, it says, <laughs> he looks like the KFC Colonel, guys, doesn't it? Like Colonel Sanders. Sanders. A little I bit. Over, over, yeah. over little Redenbachers. A little bit. Over Redenbachers. <laughs> I can popcorn. see that. <laughs> <It really does. laughs> yeah, so June, you know, her whole thing throughout the whole episode is that she has to kind of keep Chloe drunk enough so that she still thinks Trey's cute <laughs> so that she can ke- keep her job till Friday when she actually signs the contract and we know that June being the good girl that she is of course feels bad about it but she almost caves but then Mark yeah who tries to make her see the error of her ways but then when he can get a job too when we've already established that he's desperate yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> he he goes along with her and then it finally she can't do it anymore and she crumbles june you know she's trying to become sophisticated do what it takes and then at the end i think that's funny when like again june's really apologetic and chloe's like june's like he has a husband or he has a wife and kids and, and then Chloe's there's like, a boy yeah, and, the boy jumps. And he's got millions of dollars and still even though he's ugly she's gonna still try and run off with him yeah what oh did, no problem no. what did he say he said i laid on top yeah. of my wife and, 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 little, and, a, and a little man your face oh, right now I, I i just wish i saw the episode with you guys honestly that's just <laughs> you just need to go watch The lines watch for Trey are my favorite in the episode. His stupid lines, you know, about just not... He, <laughs> she made me have a fever in my swimsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's yeah. just how much fun. They have a great time in the writer's room, I think. So over the top I for like. him, especially. Yeah, definitely, especially. Um yeah, I love yeah, that. And, that again. and then, that. then in terms of June learning and Chloe, Chloe being always amoral and June trying to get a little bit of that, you see mom has no problem. She's like, you got to do a trick on Angie to get rid of her. But it's not like I'm going to have her taken out of the knees or something. It's just pay for her. Of course, I, I think it's probably my idea that he offers Dean Kane his condo in return. See, I'm, I'm always yeah. thinking improve everybody's life, so it's win-win-win. Right. Yeah, I'd say Connie's a little bit more savvy, whereas Chloe's just A little crazy. more savvy, but I'm not... Um, yeah, it's, I wouldn't want anybody to be hurt. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> like, there's like a little bit of a moral yeah. difference. And then you have Chloe okay. who's just gonna go set his car on fire. Right. And always that's, plan. Yeah. Everything's always, gonna be okay. Yeah, everything's gonna, she sets fire to a lot of things. She set fire to all the Dawson's Creek stuff. Yeah, the, the boat. boat. In the park. She, Early on, I th- in another episode, she's she's really upset about having s- the idea of having sex with somebody twice. And she goes, you know my scorched earth policy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've always thought about that line now and think about the scorched earth right. policy. That's a, James even a says, policy. Yeah. Like policy. <laughs> yeah. James even says like, "Oh, she does this, and she'll just go set fire on something, and it'll be, she'll be over yeah. it." Yeah, <laughs> normal. And then when you think another fun thing about the writing, set fire. To oh, <laughs> you know you love me. <laughs> this is how Stephen gets the ladies. <laughs> I know. I, I I can do a spot on impersonation of Adele, and all the ladies just come running. Oh, <laughs> or go running. Yeah, yeah go running. <laughs> Uh, run away get me away from here Um, so that about wraps up our show analysis Um, let's ask more questions we have time right I'm down I have a question for her who's if you had to pick someone on the cast who would you say is the absolute most fun to work with um I, I 
Any pranksters on set? Well, certainly the guy who plays my husband, Peter McKenzie. Okay. He and I just constantly ad-lib and improvise and stuff, and he's so much fun to talk to, and he, he we've known each other also for 30 years. I mean, we haven't... We were, were struggling actors in Hoboken, New Jersey together, and Aww. we... We li- either lived in the same apartment building or something because we would run into each other from time to time. And I've never worked with him before. Oh. But I always run into him. I'm always friendly with him. He, he lives around the corner from my best friend. So it was sort of like, you know, okay, um, Peter. So we have an incredible time. But then also Dreama, um, she's, just, she's just so easy. She's so easy going. What? Sorry, <laughs> the guy just burped. Oh. <laughs> the burping. Do you know I have this? I'm trying to keep it in. I have this phenomenon that that when I'm filming and it's not happening now, but when I'm filming, <gasps> I get a little, I get a little gurgle, a little yeah. throat gurgle. Huh. I don't know, and I'm not even nervous. It's just my body knows time to ruin the sound man's life. <laughs> pretty, pretty much that's what just happened with me. Yeah. Um, to follow up that question, Monica, <laughs> I look over and you're like. Ready to explode? I'm like, what's going on? His <laughs> face just, just like, just go like this. Like, so uh, scared. Um, so who who's it the hardest? Like, keep a straight face during during scenes with like, how hard must? Because we laugh our butts off during each episode, so I can't imagine um, trying to. Chloe kills me. I mean, she she has the funniest, sharpest, most insane lines, and. She does them in this way, um, but I almost never have to talk. We only exchange one thing later in a season, in an episode coming up, where, like, if I had to do a lot of things with her, I think it would be it'd be kind of hard because everything moves really fast, and um, it's really the the people who crack me up the most are the, are, are like Nanachka when she's standing right off camera, shaking with laughter, you know, over what she's seeing. She'll. She'll give me a list of ten lines to try, and I'll try them. There was a there's an episode coming up where you see me over the years say different things right into the camera as the years go by, and they were very funny lines. And she threw them right at me, so I had to. It's the writing that makes me have a hard time. So I had to look right at the camera and not laugh and say these absolutely hilarious things. <laughs> That's what gets me. And also, you know, I have such a lonely job there. I'm in my little yeah. Skype room and I just go, hi, guys, I'm, I'm over here. And then they always yell. They'll be over there in the living room and I'm. they can see me. Then they'll yell, you're doing great, Eve. And I go, thank you. And there's one time when I just yelled, like they were trying to tell me a line change and they were screaming it to me from like 300 feet away. And I go, I can't do this. <laughs> I need a producer. <laughs> Someone come keep me company. Come on. And there's 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 this one um, props guy I just I'm so fond of because he always would just hang out with me only because that's his job. <laughs> but he's my special friend, so <laughs> I would be there all alone. And I would say, <laughs> I say, you know what I think I need, and I would make up stuff i think connie would have a mug of coffee with half and half right now and they go what kind of a mug and they you know they can get you anything props yeah. guys on tv shows are <gasps> they're <whew, laughs> amazing that's and fun I, go, I think connie would have I, I swear to god when i'm stirring that was my idea and i was almost like a joke it was like i think i'd be stirring batter which 
cracked me up when I saw it. it, it I did think it was very funny that yeah. I, yeah. there's just something so just, June Cleaver about it. So, yeah. but that was just because I didn't want to just be standing there and talking. I wanted to be doing some Susie Homemaker typical cliched Indiana Connie Colburn thing. Is Connie going to ever go to New York and visit June? I better not tell you. Oh, oh. Okay, good to know. There's something coming up. Okay. So, can I ask for the when you guys do the rap party? Are you going to have to go there by calling in on Skype? Or are you going to actually get to go? I get to go. Oh no! I I actually what I usually do is finish my Skypey stuff, and then they they make me stay while they film the whole like that whole scene where. Chloe comes in with the sexy dress and says, take off your panties and put this on. That's at the end of our official scene. And they worked on that forever. And I was long since done. I would just wander over and just hang out in her eye line, bugging the heck out of her. She never complained. I just stand there and watch and laugh and drink my coffee with half and half. In your cool new mug. In my cool, hip Indiana mug. (laughs) Biting into my rubber apple. Yes. Yes. So funny. Um, let's move into some news and gossip. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like OMG! OMG, totally! Oh, I'm done. Oh, oh okay, here I go. <laughs> There's not that much juicy gossip I could find. We've got a lot now coming from Where you. Where do though. you get your gossip? Twitter. I don't know, I just stalk. The interwebs. Did you make it up? I should. We should. Why not Kristen Ritter is one. pregnant. <laughs> what? No, do not say that on the air. Just, just kidding. make up stuff. <laughs> she was on Ryan Seacrest last week, and since we weren't here, we didn't get to really talk about it. But she was saying that she didn't think she'd actually be able to live with her character, Chloe. She thought they would butt heads. Um, she said that Chloe would drive me crazy, and I think they would cross, cr- cross paths, but not in a good way. Yeah, Kristen's not insane at all. And by the way, she is a mother. She has a little dog. Aww. That is the sweet. She loves that dog more than I ever loved my children. Oh, not true. Must be a pretty awesome <laughs> yeah, ladies, dog. I love right. you guys, <laughs> but really, she loves the dog honestly as much as anybody loves a child. And and that dog is worthy of. It. And it's a rescue. And she's she's an incredibly good person. So different from Chloe that it's really fun for me watching how she just gets that zany. That, that's maybe why Chloe is so sweet and. You almost think she's redeemable, mm-hmm. yeah. but no. But, but then she, she does, does something, something else. Yep. Right. <laughs> Throwing my pin everywhere. Um, I got a little bit of news today. Um, Richard Dean Anderson, a.k.a. MacGyver, MacGyver. he's going to be coming on um, to do a short little cameo playing himself at some point. He didn't say which episode or anything, but... On Don't Trust the Bee? Yeah, on Don't <gasps> Trust the Bee. I'm, my cousin, Diana... News to me, my cousin yes. Diana is going to be so excited because she... I was on a show at the same time as MacGyver. That was the show we were mentioning, but called Almost Grown by David Chase. Awesome show, CBS. And my cousin wouldn't watch my show. She would watch <laughs> MacGyver. I think it was Aww. opposite. Aww. She said, I'm sorry, I can't watch your show. <laughs> it's opposite MacGyver. Now she's going to watch. And that was before DVR, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It was one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. I remember those days. Yeah. Wasn't that awful? It was. Oh, God. That was cool. Think. And they deliberately made it hard for you. Yeah. Now I can... I, I never have a problem. It's tough on Sunday nights. Yeah. MacGyver? <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> very good at his... I want you to follow me around every day and just play music. Like, I'd rather just have, like, a tuba to follow you. <laughs> 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 a tuba? 
Awesome. And then every time you ask for someone's number and they don't give it to you, I can be like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Do you think that happens a lot? I don't know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Speaking from personal experience, it happens to me a lot. No, no, no. This is supposed to be gossip about the entertainment industry. Oh. Not about yourselves. Yes, yeah. Exactly, Seriously. guys. Um, That's all I've got. Yeah. I bet I bet Eve might have some juicy gossip I'm sitting for us. here and thinking. What can you tell us without getting fired? Hmm. Absolutely nothing. Um, about the show? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Hey, that was part of the show. That thing. was part of the Jeopardy show. Jeopardy was thing. on the show. It was so funny when she goes, "What?" Chloe goes, "What is AIDS?" And I go, "Who was George Washington?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What did she call it?" I'm watching old man questions. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I think the way she read it, she made it sound like old the old man in the sea or old man river. She's like, yeah. "I'm watching old man questions." <laughs> like. Uh-huh. Like that's, that's the name of the yeah, show is Old Man Questions, yeah. and I like that reading of it. It's not how you know. I think it was written. Yeah, awesome. Good. So, so who's that? There's it, that. We're gonna go into some predictions now, Stephen. Yes, we are. Yes. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Yeah, the lights are changing. Oh, Isn't that crazy! Uh, like, it's what's happening over here? <laughs> Fancy. It's, it's even getting lot. hot. I know. It is yeah. light. Yeah, that's not. That is me. Heat. That's me too, as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all these kinds of effects for you tonight. Thanks. Turn up so. the heat for predictions. Yeah, turn up the heat. So we have. I think I saw online that we have two more episodes this year in 2012 before we move into a little Christmas break there. So what do we think we have coming up next? I'm gonna say. I would like to see Connie come visit June. Or, yes. you know, she's probably going to be coming to visit James, and June won't even know. Because, you know, <laughs> my mom has done stuff like that where she, like, plans stuff with my friends that I don't know about. So I'm going to say that's something that Connie would do. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it seems like that might be an accurate prediction. I mean, yeah. We'll find out. Kind of. You'll see. We'll talk again. We'll talk again. I know. Yes. I'll come back and yes. apologize. You should. Yeah, yes. All the time. Well, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Anyone else have um, any I think that James is going to get on Dancing with the Stars, obviously, and he's going to get Karina or somebody amazing. Uh, oh, gossip. I've got a little piece of gossip. Okay. Yeah. James is actually the most amazing dancer. Uh, okay. That tells you something. That gives away a little bit that I do get to see him dance, or one does get to see him dance, and it, he is, tr- it's like, uh, oh my God. You know, oh. seriously, he can do a split and everything. Wow. I mean, he can That's really wow. dance. Dawson can do the split. No, seriously, That's a amazing. serious dancer. I think there's um, a Broadway musical in his future. Wow. Again, yes. after Les Mis. Yeah. James, come in here and dance for us. <laughs> in this little space. And now you can do the splits. <laughs> so <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> so what was your prediction, Annika? Um, I think that he's going to get on. And I think, like she said, I think she's going to go. But I think what's going to happen is she's going to go to the taping of it. Like he's going to win or something like crazy like that. Like she's gonna, he's, he's going to get Karina or some amazing person. She's going to go surprise and show up. And Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, he is going to go on Dancing with the Stars. He's going to be dancing, and then he's probably going to get kicked off for some reason or another. And then he's going to have to cry to you. 
Yeah, she's quiet. Oh, I have not this saying is, anything. I also, I also still stick with my prediction for Christmas. Chloe stealing the gifts and replacing them with pre-wrapped other gifts. Empty <laughs> yeah. boxes. That's perfect. <laughs> but uh, yeah. She doesn't do well on holidays. You saw the Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. episode. Exactly. Well, I just keep on wheeling on. <laughs> Jason. I know. I just want to. I was going to say Chloe's going to sabotage somebody in the. Because she's got these like weird holiday it. tricks that she plays, like her Halloween trick. Or her <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, that horrendous trick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, there's something that goes on in her love life that's very interesting. Oh. Good. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Is that a guy from the guy, airport? Yeah. Maybe he'll Ooh. come back. Ben, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Australian. Yeah. Slash <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you guys want to keep the conversation going, please follow us all. We all have Twitters, and we'll gladly tweet you back. You can find me at tweet t22 t two. You can find me at j Eichler, j i k e l e r. You can find me at Anika Michelle, A-N-N-I-K-A underscore Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. And I think you can find me at Eve Gord. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's what it was. I yeah. don't tweet much. And where, and where can I go see your play? Oh, at Antias Theatre Company, but only through this weekend. Um, Antias Theatre Company is on Lancashire in NoHo. But I, I do plays there from time to time. And uh, check it out. It's an amazing place. It's where all the best actors in town act because we double cast so we can go off and do movies and TV and theater. Good to nice. know. It's yeah. fabulous. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Yes. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.